It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sports Caffeine. It is I.L. Bushman along with Kristen and Chip. Sports Caffeine, you can stream live on FanStreamSports.com and also FanStream Sports, the app, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all the other social media platforms you can find us on. Kristen, Chip, what is going on? Hello. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. You know, uh, I've been working a lot since quarantine, so they, they can't call you and say, hey, you haven't worked in six weeks. Now you're going to do a 70-hour week, but that's what I've been doing, so it's good to be back with you guys. Yeah, you're slinging drinks. <laughs> slinging, slinging drinks everywhere. Drinks. Slinging drinks. Hey, always a good thing, and I have been, uh, as everyone knows, up in Georgia training at the new uh, new job I'm doing, but always good, Kristen, to hear your voice on the other end of the uh the phone and talk a little sports with you. So chip, all of our listeners do think you're, you're now kind of a secret agent because of all the traveling you do now. You're working kind of for the government. You're doing government contracts. So are you, are you obliged to say you are a secret agent? Can you wink once for yes, two for no? I, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to deprive any of the people that actually do secret work and take any, uh, take any credit because, uh, who knows during these times they're, they're probably helping us in ways we don't even know, but, uh, no secret work, but I am working, uh, with DOD and, and stuff and trying to help, uh, a lot of people get over uh, COVID that work with the uh, department of defense, army, Navy, things like that. So no, no secret, uh, powers or code words for me. Well, we thank you for, for all the work you're doing to help out everybody else, uh, during, during COVID-19, man. So we appreciate that. And I think everybody else does too, as well. So we've got oh, a, thank we've, you. we've got a jam packed show today. And first off, we have a special guest on our show. He is the head football coach for IMG Academy. Please welcome to the show, Kyle Bray. What's going on coach? All right. How's it going guys? So good. So coach, How we doing? Good, man. So first things first, you know, before the show, you asked us, are we ready for football? Yes, I think everybody, uh, <laughs> even people that, that don't like football are ready for football to come back. And I, I wanted to ask you the first question, you know, what do you guys have in place for the upcoming season with, with COVID-19 going on? What do you guys have for safety protocols? How are you guys going to be, be, be bringing back the, the students and the players to, uh, onto campus? Uh, we've got, you know what, we've got everything lined up for everybody to come back. We're lucky that we have a governor that's so aggressive and, and might be a little bit crazy in terms of <laughs> trying to invite every pro sports team down here to be able to, uh, to, be able to facilitate for everyone. Uh, but we're ready to go. We've already informed our families uh, of when we're going to be coming back, uh, and they're, they're excited for that. Our schedules are all in place. Um, we're the one school in the country that has, actually has two varsity football teams at the school. Uh, which is very unique uh, in that regard. But we are ready to go. Our parents are ready to go. Uh, and the kids, obviously, have been so excited to get back to campus. There's there's only so many cone drills you can do in your backyard when you're really not getting back <laughs> to football anymore. 
I think it's uh, so many Skype uh, Skype video trainings you can do too as well in your backyard without uh, going out of your mind doing the video chats as well too. So uh, I, I so- can't do uh, I can't do any more push ups with the position <laughs> groups as like part of the workout. We need to just go back to where they're doing the workout and I watch. I can't. I say I'm doing the push ups with them. So you're probably super ripped right now. I imagine like the, the pectorals must be fantastic. I'm definitely not well balanced because I think I'm only participating in the chest exercises the sit-up days i've definitely skipped out on i've told them i've had a meeting or something but no more of the coaches working out with players we need to get back to them working out and us just trying to strategize i'm i'm, I'm not too good at this other part so coach i have a question i know img is really big um in all sports and a lot of international students now football wise do you have a lot of international guys on your squad because i know golf and tennis they have kids from all over europe and asia and stuff so how is it affecting you with the international students is that less for you being a football coach uh it's a little bit less for us in terms of the sport of football uh we don't feel it as much as uh the soccer tennis and golf world do on campus uh, but we do have a, a large representation from Mexico. Uh, that's been uh, an area of the world that's really dove into high school football in a big way. Um, we've got a lot of young men from Canada. Uh, and then every now and then we'll we'll get a young man from Australia, something like that. But usually those are one-off situations, uh, whereas obviously golf and tennis and soccer, uh, that is a huge part of their team and and. That's been uh, that's been a mainstay at the academy for a long time. So having them transition back to the academy is going to be quite interesting. I can tell you that Um, we do. We're very lucky that we have John Hopkins Medical Group, who's going to be with us in being able to being able to help us develop some uh, some regulations to to get kids back and to onboard them onto campus safely. that's one of the things that's unique about IMG in terms of uh, being partnered up with Johns Hopkins. We're going to take the month of June and basically prepare our campus to be able to have everybody back in a safe way. IMG is definitely a state-of-the-art facility. I was there uh, last summer for this, uh, this baseball uh, attorney they had there for the up-and-coming high school players and I must say you know a lot of people think that you guys are breeding athletes at IMG with the state-of-the-art state-of-the-art facilities there I almost thought there were some robots walking around posing as students because of the talent that comes out of that school so coach I saw yesterday that came out that you guys are getting a five-star Michigan commit JJ McCarthy is coming to IMG is that correct I don't know what you're talking about. I have, <laughs> that is a total rumor. I can't believe. I, 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 I thought we talked about this before the show. No questions about that. <laughs> hey, you no, said it. Yeah. You yeah, said we, uh, it's all hands on the questions. <laughs> it's all, No, you're good. He's, yeah, it looks like the young man. You know, it's really, it's really out of the situation, not just because IMG's a, a great place to develop and all the facilities and all the things that we have. Uh, the young man's state might not have high school football this year. So he's, uh, you know, he's concerned that that's not going to happen for him and he's going to miss, he possibly would miss his senior year uh, of playing the quarterback position and being committed to Michigan, uh, not playing football for a whole fall is, is detrimental to, yeah. to his development. So it was really a little bit of what we were looking for and a little bit of, you know, kind of what he needed. So it worked out perfect for us. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, did he reach out to you? You guys reached out to him because, you know, Harbaugh's really high in this guy. He's, I think, one of his highest recruits coming in uh, for 2021. So did you guys reach out to him or, or was it vice versa? Well, real, we've had a lot of people reach out to us. Uh, it's been amazing how many people have reached out to the academy. And that's that's something that happens anyways because of the name and the brand. But we've had so many people from California, from New York, areas that they feel like they're not going to have football this fall. Families have been scrambling a little bit to find a way to find a home for their athlete uh, for the fall season. So we we've been fielding. He's obviously, uh, you know, one that everyone's going to talk about because of the, you know, the, the stature of who he is and, and where he's committed and, and the talent level. But you'd be surprised at all the young men that uh, feel under-recruited and feel like they might not have a fall season that have decided to call us from the states that might not be opening up for a season this year. And we've, uh, we've had to be very creative with uh, who we're allowing to come and how many at each position. And uh, it's a new world for us, too. Have the, any NFL teams reached out to you guys there at IMG about using your facilities, maybe a one Thomas Brady or one Robert Gronkowski at all, or any kind of NFL <laughs> teams reaching out to IMG at all? Well, we are, we are obviously a huge, uh, we are a huge Under Armour-sponsored high school, uh, and Under Armour is a big part of what we do. Uh, and I think Tom Brady's involved with Under Armour a little bit, if I don't. Huh. Uh, I think, yeah, he, he might, huh. there might be a little bit of a, <laughs> I, I don't, I can't make anything official, but I know that the Under Armour's involved on both sides. I have imagined they'll talk at some point, but huh. we, yeah, we've, you know what, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of NFL teams that have reached out um, because they're concerned about being able to practice on time for this upcoming fall and using our facility. Last year we had the San Francisco 49ers had a East Coast trip where they played the Baltimore Ravens and then they played the New Orleans Saints back-to-back. And instead of going back to the West Coast after they played Baltimore, they came down and stayed with us for a week, practiced at our facility, stayed at our hotel, and then they went up and won a very close game up in New Orleans and then went back, back to the West Coast. Yeah, one of our photographers actually said Dion was on campus too. Dion Sanders was on campus not too long ago, I think, before the whole COVID thing happened. So I think Dion was maybe sniffing around, kind of scouting some players and whatnot. Is that uh, maybe true too as well? Dion, I, you know what? I'm pretty sure Dion's another Under Armour guy. So it's amazing. It's amazing how this all seems to start to connect a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Dion has definitely been on campus. He's, you know, obviously a, a part of the Under Armour family, and we're a big part of that family. And uh, he loves to come around. He does some of the camps on campus for us, along with like Ray Lewis and people like that. All the Under Armour brand guys, uh, we use our facility as an opportunity to host them uh, and to, you know, kind of showcase all the different types of events that they want to have. So coach going into this season, you had, do you have any seniors or juniors that kind of really stick out to you the most that are really ready for, for D one schools that'll be coming out of IMG that we should look out for? Yeah, there's, you know, I, I, I won't go into a specific case because there's so many guys on both our national football team and our varsity football team. Uh, that are going to be super high-level recruits. Um, you guys already know the quarterback situation is what it is at IMG, and that's that's kind of a mainstay for our place, and, and it has been in the past. Uh, but, you know, like the Lavoisier Carroll at running back uh, is committed to Georgia now, and, and we'll have a, a slew of Greg Crippen, the center for the national football team, 
is actually committed to Michigan. So go figure there a little bit. Those two might end up being roommates. I have a pretty strong feeling about that in terms of center and quarterback. Um, but at the same time, you know, we'll have uh, J.C. Latham at left tackle is going to be uh, probably the number one tackle in the country by the time it's all said and done. Um, and I could probably go on and on with these guys. There's a lot of them. They're all here together. And the cool thing is they're all here to be able to win a high school football national championship, but also to practice against each other day in and day out. Sometimes when you're at a regular high school and you're the best player, by the time you get to your senior year, you're kind of just hip tossing everybody and you can relax a little bit. And it's hard to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, our practices feel like game day because the collisions that happen are, you know, by some of the bigger bodies of that age group and some of the more skilled positions at that age group. So they feel like they're getting pushed each day, which is really why they come. They want to win. They want to put their name out there, but they really want to develop. And the only way to get better is to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. So it's, it's become a place where guys flock to get, you know, get out of your comfort zone which is a unique place for a high school kid, and it's not for everybody because it is tough. If we uh, keep talking about Michigan, I think Kristen's going to leave the, the call. She's a big Ohio State Buckeye fan. And, and, and I know you, you, were with, you were on Urban Meyer's staff not too long ago. Is that uh, the correct I, as well? I, I was, yeah. Coach Meyer, Coach Meyer hired me, and uh, it was an incredible experience to be on his staff and to – be able to learn some of the things of, of how he handles uh, his program on a day-in and day-out basis and just get to watch him as a head coach uh, and then be able to have conversations with him, you know, before I left and, and talk about what it means. I'm very lucky that I, I come from a sports family. My father uh, is actually uh, the head men's basketball coach at the University of Notre Dame, oh, nice. um, which basically shows you how good at basketball it was. I coach high school football. <laughs> 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 well awesome well thanks coach we want to get you out of here uh we know we hope you have a season this year hope the team does well once again img head football coach kyle bray thank you for coming on sir thanks for having me coach. thank you coach kyle bray everybody hey just a man a great just a, a great guy from what he sounds like and just the amount of experience he's had at, at different levels and obviously to to work around a guy like Meyer uh and to have his family have a background already uh you know in collegiate sports and I think to be around all that stuff growing up and and you kind of get the feel for how uh all that stuff works is is good and it makes an impact uh when you get your shot or you get a chance to to head coach or to kind of run a team so uh, a lot of good stuff and a lot of good names, too. A lot of good players that we need to be looking out for here uh, coming up this year. We're getting on that campus. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting plugged into that team. Oh, yeah. We're getting all day with that team. We're going to be sports caffeine, IMG. See, that even rhymes, man. IMG uh, edition. There you go. So who, do, who does IMG play? Do they play, like, Bayshore? Do they play Manatee? Or do they play, like, other private schools? Like- so... They so he said they've got two varsity teams. So they've got a national team that that goes around the U.S. and then they have the local team, which I think the local plays, team, yeah, you know, Southeast Bayshore, Lake Ranch, all you know, Riverview, all those all those teams that are around the state of Florida. So, okay. so yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's what happens. Well, because I know some of these like big like uh, basketball teams, like Modern Day or St. Vincent St. Mary. You know, they play bigger schools that are like not high school basketball teams aren't playing schools in California, but when you have that elite level talent. Where yeah. IMG, I think, would play more 
you know, the St. Thomas Aquinas is in Fort Lauderdale or some of these other big football programs. I, I think their their national team was ranked number one uh, for one year. I think, yep, yep, I think it was. I uh, It'll be interesting to see, and kind of what he said, and uh, obviously we didn't have a lot of time with him, but could you imagine you're already a, a place like IMG where people already want to send their kids and already want to get, you know, some of the top help in a lot of sports, and you have – Deion Sanders and you have other guys who have been to the top of the mountain in, in all walks of life and sports and you want your kids to get around those people to learn what it's like but now with the outbreak of COVID-19 you've got top athletes top high school athletes he even mentioned obviously NFL anybody who can play sports with that has some talent now going to IMG going look we want our kid to to play you know this year if you're in New York or you're in California and like he said, a senior year of football, that develops who you are as a person, that develops your scholarship, that develops where you, you go and play. So um, can you imagine having to turn people down that you know, obviously, are very, you know going to be really talented and have the, the chance to play at the next level? He said they have two teams and they're, they're turning away people, uh, which would that would be awful. That's, that's when you know your program and your facility is on a, on a whole other plateau, a whole other whole nother level so to speak um, <laughs> especially right, you're gonna put five dollars in the jar this time that's right, twice right. in two shows for I know, you it's twice in two shows damn it. that's twice in two shows uh, you're gonna put five dollars in the yeah, jar but see this one this time it was out the threes and the h so you can't, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't talk about it our whole whole, whole nother level has been deleted it is gone <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my my sister used to work in student services at img actually the reason i live in florida is because my sister got a job out of img straight out of college and she was the person who was helping the kids, you know, they're making, it's like going to college, but at 14 years old, you're moving yeah. away. You live in a dorm, you, you, yeah. you know, you wake up, you're lifting weights and you go to class for a couple hours and you practice class for a couple hours, team dinner, more lifting, stretching, whatever. I mean, you are a well-conditioned athlete in the facilities. I used to go, my, my doctor, my regular doctor was at IMG when she worked there. Like I would go to the IMG campus, go to the doctor. That's how good the medical staff, the uh, IPI, the International Performance Institute. It is just, and it all started with tennis. It was the Bulletary Academy. Nick Bulletary. So, but, Nick Bulletary Academy. Yeah. yeah. I remember I mean, when, when Bulletary when, was when you around. Were in high school, yeah. When you were in high school, was that the, just the Bulletary Academy? So when I was at Bayshore, um, it was to our listeners, Bayshore is directly across the street from IMG yes. Academy, and so. it, it hurts Bayshore in a lot of ways because the the town that could go to Bayshore, they, it goes to IMG. And it hurts a lot of the other local schools too. But just being on that campus when I was there last year for the uh, the baseball tournament, and I had never been on the campus before. I'd never set foot on it, never visited it whatsoever. It was like going, Kristen. You said it correctly, right? It's like going on a college campus with the way all the facilities are, how all, even the way the staff is that works at IMG is is like walking onto a college campus, and. You know the program that they have now is so nationally well known. Is it's it's insane how, you know, I would say maybe ten fifteen years ago it was still kind of a blip on everybody's radar as IMG because it was you know of course known for golf and, and tennis, but now baseball is there, uh, you know, football is there, and now you see pro athletes go down there and train at the IMG Academy. It's nuts, man. It's it's crazy how IMG has really blossomed in at a, a state of the art facility where people can train and become athletes and stuff. So. So yeah, good interview well, with Coach Kyle Bray, man. It was it was good to talk to him, man. It was really good to introduce ourselves to him. 
I'm excited, yeah. like you said, to get on that campus. So let's let's you know, I think their first football game talks about when I was looking at schedule is in August and they're playing a, a team. Um, oh, great, just jump, but uh, I think it's uh, August 18th. I think so. Yeah, definitely a good opportunity to get on there and go see some uh, groundbreaking talent. And it's it was, the thing, too, like getting that job as a head coach there. It's not like just getting the job as a head coach at, you know, such and such local high school. Like that's like almost like a, a amateur professional job. I feel yeah. like the minor league job being a coach yep. there as opposed it's, to it is at a regular high school. It's almost like you're coaching at a college level, too, it, Yeah, well. absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So, you know, speaking of of football and everything, I wanted to put out there the, the, the cost of what – NFL teams will lose in revenue if there's no fans. Who can guess who the top one is? Take a guess. I would say Dallas Cowboys. You would be yeah. correct. Good job, Kristen. Yes. Six, total revenue lost uh, would be over $600 million for total revenue. Ah, Jerry Jones. That's that's chump change, Jerry Jones. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. lowest that every other Saturday. So, yeah, hold on a second. Uh, actually, no, it's a lot more. I'm sorry. So, Team stadium revenue is $621 million. Total revenue is 950 So $950 million they would lose. The lowest is, of course, the Las, Las Vegas Raiders because they're moving into a brand-new facility. They're, they're at 357 Tampa Bay is at $400 million. Uh, New England will lose $600 million in total revenue. The Patriots is number two. So that's, that's the impact of not having fans in the stadiums. And if, if it's anything like the Korean Baseball League where they, they uh, put in – you know, blow up, blow up people and stands to be to make fans there. I guess that could be something new. Why? Why? I said no. I said no. I didn't say what kind of blow up things they were. I just said they could have been blow up duckies, Chip. So, when you brought that up in our rundown that they're using blow up dolls of some nature, I uh, actually remember when I first turned it on at work when I went back to work and Korean baseball was on. I thought that you know what I thought it was cardboard like cutouts, like a whole big like row of like cardboard people with like faces. <laughs> in it. I wasn't sure, like almost like textbook. But now that you say they are blow up dolls of a, a certain nature, it's just like they must have had. A, I mean, I'm surprised there's any left in Korea. Well, they did handle the COVID crisis properly there so i want to know where, where where one finds a boatload of blow-up dolls i want to know the phone call that uh, that assistant has to make for that team is like look i need about 200 blow-up dolls i can randomly put in my stadium what you can i get this at a, sure get this at a bolt asia cost it's a place that you want to go if you want a massive amount of anything southeast asia is a good place to start i'm guessing so but yeah that's if I buy in bulk, do I get a discount? Is this like Amazon? <laughs> have, have, you, have you actually watched a Korean baseball game, or are you only watching the fans? I uh, I haven't seen any of the Korean baseball league. I have. Okay. okay. I've been too I've seen. Go ahead, Chip. I've seen a little bit of it. And uh, early in the mornings, like at 6.30, and you see the, the uh, American broadcasters out of California, and it's like three, you know, it's like three in the morning. Or four in the morning, where these guys are staying up broadcasting these games, and they're at their houses, and they just look—they look like they've been through World War. They look like they've been up for like eighteen hours, and I mean, they got you know five o'clock shadow at three o'clock in the morning. There's coffee everywhere, and you're like, "Really? What are you? What are you doing? Why do? Why do you have to do that?" Hey, it's live sports, all right. We didn't have golf. I mean, I guess. Did you watch the golf yesterday? The golf was not good. I watched a little of the NASCAR. Um, Jimmy I was the NASCAR, NASCAR good? 
I didn't watch any of that, actually. I watched the stage one. Jimmy Johnson was winning. Then I got busy at work. He got knocked out in a crash. But in the NASCAR, you could do without fans. Like, that's the one sport that could yeah. really do without fans. I mean, they yeah. was it regular. Yeah, NASCAR was fine. Um but I watched I a I watched a cornhole tournament on Sunday, and the players were wearing masks and they were playing. So it was quite uh, it was actually quite <laughs> enjoyable watching cornhole. I mean, I was I like, watched, you know what? I watched a little bit of cornhole, and actually, I told Sean because he's very good at cornhole. I was like, you could do this. Like these guys weren't even making it, and he's like, they're no, they're not making it on purpose. They're playing defense. They're trying to land outside the hole. I didn't realize how much strategy there is in cornhole. I thought you just want to make it in the hole every time. But now no. you want to block the hole. You want to knock the guy's bag off. Yeah, there's a really big strategy to cornhole. It's, so. it's not all about getting it in the hole, Kristen. It, and not, you... all, not every time, no. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you have to play defense instead of putting it in the hole. Jeez. See? See, look, I only become really good at that when I have a, a beer or two with cornhole. Do, so. do we have an HR department yet? Or? Negative. No, negative. negative. We don't have that. We don't need one of those yet. We shouldn't at least. No, we don't, we don't need. Maybe for the last show, but not not for this show. We don't need an. Not show. for this show. Not for this. Definitely show. not. Definitely not. So, Kristen, we've got fantasy football right around the corner. I know you've got some we fantasy do. football stats and and some tips along yes. the way. So let's let's hit us hit us with some 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 fantasy right. knowledge from Kristen Yalwan. So yes. I you guys have been dying for my fantasy show. It's pretty hard to do, look at fantasy now because the only thing we know to evaluate players is what we knew before the draft, what we know from last year. But I want to talk about some some value players. So, you know, if you are drafting um, um, on the Cowboys players, you're going to draft Zeke. You know, you're going to draft Mark Cooper. But let's look at a Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, he's the running back 54 right now, but he should see a lot more time with Zeke's efficiency going down. Zeke is not the Zeke of the past. And I think that Tony Pollard did a little bit of good stuff last year. I think he's going to perform higher than his um, his draft position at uh, 54 for the running back. And another guy I'm high on, you guys, I talked about him last year, Paris Campbell, my Buckeye, you know, on the Colts. He was riddled with injuries last year. But I think this year, you know, he's wide receiver 59. He's got the full-time job in the slot now. So T.Y. Hilton, we know everyone's going to cover T.Y. Hilton. You're going to have Paris Campbell in the slot. He's 6 feet, 205, runs a 4-3-30. Um, and, and you put Phillip Rivers back there instead of Jacoby Brissett. Um, and Paris, I think Paris is going to have a good year. Um, another guy that I think is going to be really good, let's talk about Bears wide receivers. The Bears' number one receiver is Allen Robinson. Uh, they did not draft a wide receiver. They brought Ted Ginn in to replace Taylor Gabriel. Anthony Miller who is going to be the Bears' number two receiver. And nobody's going to draft this guy. Nobody. And you have Nick Foles back there now, so somebody who can actually throw the ball over Mitchell Trubisky. So look at Anthony Miller. I guarantee he's one of these guys that all you guys in your fantasy league are like know everything. Nobody heard of him. Just like DJ Moore, I got him like the eighth round last year. Look at Anthony Miller. You're going to get him in a like late round, and he's going to be really good for you. Some of the guys I really like for running backs, Kenyon Drake. Is he was number four? Yeah. Backs. It's yes. number four since he got on that that team there, and they up the they up the offensive line. Kenyon Drake is going to be really good. He's uh, running back nineteen right now, and I think um, Latavius Murray. I I liked him last year. Did not do a lot. I think he's going to be a lot better this year. For Kristen, the now that go yeah. let's let's go back to the Colts. I know Paris Campbell is your boy. Well, what about the Colts taking Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver? Do you think Michael Pittman Jr. will take a little bit away from Campbell or no? 
No, I think I think they're going to be a good core. I like the Colts organization in general. I like uh, the coach. You know, Ursay has got his own little issues, but he doesn't meddle too much. In that <laughs> and you know, you have um, Philip Rivers coming to town, and he's made Keenan Allen and all these guys, that, and um, Vincent Jackson, all these guys that were on the Chargers look amazing. So now you got T.Y. Hilton, who said it may be his last year, actually. T.Y. is one of the most underrated guys and receivers ever, I think. And Paris was injury little, but I think Paris and Pittman are going to be very complimentary. Because I think uh-huh. you're going to put T.Y. on one side, and you're going to put Paris in the slot, and you're going to put Pittman on the other side. And I think I think the whole Colts receiving core, and um, who's their freaking tight end? You know, Jack Doyle and uh, the other guy there. Like, oh, yeah. Ebron left, but yeah. Ebron left, but. Jack Doyle ought to be. I think I'd have a good year this year as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's anyone in the Colts. Yeah, Marlon Mack, and then they drafted um, the running back, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So I think the Colts' offense is going to be something to look out for this season. Okay. And um, like I said, I Murray, like that. now some guys that are big name guys that may not get drafted right away: Jameson Crowder, Deshaun Jackson, James Conner, AJ Green, and Jarvis Landry. I think they're all primed at big years like AJ Green's coming back I don't know he might go high in some leagues I think he's gonna people are gonna forget about him he's been out you got a rookie uh you know quarterback James Conner fell off with the injuries last year so some of these guys Jarvis Landry he's oh Jarvis Landry here's my tidbit that finishing the top 24 receivers in the last five years the only two other guys were um uh Mike Evans and um Julio Jones that's not bad no, those are good. Those are good ones, Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, those are good guys to be behind. That's not. That's and, not bad at all. And Jarvis usually gets drafted. His average draft position is usually in like mid to late thirties. So Jarvis is like a really solid player. That's probably had more touchdowns than Odell that last year. If I think about it. So do you so, think with the improved offensive line and the new coach and new offensive scheme that you know Landry's going to be even more of a breakout? Maybe have even bigger stats than Odell. Um, I think he can absolutely because people are going to look to cover Odell. And I want to go back to that with the with your team, the Bucks, Ronald Jones. Everyone's talking Evans, Godwin, Brady, Gronkowski. Don't forget about Ronald Jones. They sh- they shirt up that offensive line. You got Gronk blocking for him now, which I think Gronk is going to have a lot more blocking like schemes than touchdown schemes. To be honest with you, I think he's yep. going to be a decoy in there. Yep. And I think Ronald Jones is going to have a big year. And uh, Kayshawn uh, Vaughn. Keyshawn Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. I think that the Bucks running backs are not getting enough love. So my advice going this fantasy season is look for the value guys. I mean, everyone's going to want uh, Kamara or Michael Thomas, but if you can get a Murray, you know, on that same offense or a Ronald Jones, where everyone's going for Edwin's or uh, and Evans and Godwin, that's their new name, like Benifer Edwins. <laughs> so, so yeah. So my advice going in, looking near my draft, look for that value guy. Guy that you can wait another round for and still get the guy you're looking for. I think that's how you build uh, a really good team. And and guys, like you talked about earlier, Anthony Miller, like we said, if he's going to be a guy that's going to see a lot more targets and Foles has been in a couple places where he likes those, you know, smaller wide receivers who are faster. Uh, And, you know, that could be uh, something to look forward to uh, coming up. So yeah, keep him on the radar and value always, value always wins. Okay, so I'm thinking where you find value in these guys, the guys I'm all naming are guys that were supposed to be valuable last year, didn't really perform that well. You know, Jarvis Landry didn't have a great year. Uh, Didi Westbrook's on my list. Sterling Shepard's on my list. These are guys that were supposed to have a big year, but I think their points are bigger this year. So that's your value guy. Wherever in your league's written them off, you know, and they just think that 
they're just they're not going to be good. See, I think Kenyon Drake maybe it's going to be a little hard to get. Although the Cardinals have a lot of good guys in their team, but yeah, you want to look for that guy. You're going to get the value out of him. You're going to get him a lower pick, and just don't go, don't don't feed into the hype. Don't go get Patrick Mahomes in the first round. All right, gotcha. Build your team, the solid team, solid running backs. Kristen, the are there any guys we should avoid the first couple of rounds? Um, I haven't gotten that far into my studying yet. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I, I probably have a list of them, but um, yeah, for for the most part, for my rookies though, I want to go Clyde Hilaire, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Henry Ruggs, and Jared Judy. I think are going to be my three top rookie scorers right now. Cool. I like those. Those are all, right, all good. So before we close it out, the MLB has put in place a rather Head scratcher of a safety health and safety protocol, and uh, I want to go through a couple of these things with you, you two, just to see what your thoughts were. So, uh, so no spitting, no uh, fist bumps, no hand slaps, <laughs> no slapping on the butt, no sunflower seeds. Um, you can't have mascots at the park, so no Raymond the Ray. He, he can't be there. No mascots at all. Uh, they have to wear masks in the dugout. Uh, so that, that may, might be comforting for Blake Snell. Um, and then when it, comes, when it comes to after the game, uh, they have to take their temperature before and after the game. Uh, then when it's time to leave, they, there's no there's no buffets in the clubhouses. They have to take their pre-packaged meal and go. You, you can't uh, tip any of the staff there. You can either Venmo them or do PayPal. Um, and then there's a couple other ones too. So what what do you guys think? Oh yeah, and also when it comes to um, on the road games, they have to isolate themselves in their hotel rooms. They can't go wandering off or anything like that as well. It almost sounds like you went from being a professional athlete to like a slave. Like you're, <laughs> you can't tip. You can't. Okay, well buffets. I think buffets are a thing of the past. I, sweet tomato shows. I think going around. I don't think. I think all the Chinese buffets. I just. No one. I just think buffets are not going to be a thing until we have a vaccine or life is back to normal. I think just buffets are gone. But I mean, no sunflower seeds, no ass slapping, no fist bump. Cancel baseball. Like no, I mean, no hot dogs and no like, like yeah, no fans of stands. Like I understand you're doing your job, but part of the job is playing in front of fans and playing, you know, America's pastime. It's not like you're just go and play this game for a record at this point. What are we doing now? It's just like literally a, a numbers thing. I, I We're think... taking all the fun away from America's game. Exactly. Yeah, right? Let's not do that. We can't do that. So do you, do you guys think there is a point of no return? I think if they don't get anything done by the end of next month or maybe the middle of next month, then I say just call off the season, cut your losses and then go, you know, let's move on to 2021. Now, I know a lot of the owners want the season to happen because it's, you know, it's dollar dollar bills in their pockets. But, you know, if you get to the point where an 82 game season is, isn't even the cards anymore, do you think it's just, you know, let's all walk away and wait to 2021? Or, or should they just try and keep trucking until they get something in place where, where they would have a an abbreviated uh, season? Well, the I, baseball, oh, go ahead, Chip. No, I was going to say, well, I kind of agree with Chris's point. I'd rather. If we're going to dilute the game and change all the things that we love, I mean, come on, no sunflower seeds? What in the world? We can't take away all the fun stuff that we love and play a season, no fans, no fun, and expect people really to to love the game. So I'm almost at the point that if nothing can get done and they can't get it, let's shut it down and let's just run football. Let's just – it'll be a football year. 
And then when everybody comes back, it's all normal. And, you know, life can go on. Blake Snell's on side ship. There you go. When like a murder happens, follow the money. Where was the life insurance going? Baseball, follow the money. Okay. So you want to, like, it's just, you don't want to pay your guys because you don't have money. Like the whole point of it is advertising. So T-Mobile or whatever, Publix can have their advertising behind home plate. And then, you know, whatever headphones are using, it's going to be, you know, Beats headphones and everything is an advertisement, but there's no fans. There's no advertising. There's like literally like what you're going to quarantine these guys to play for no fun. Like, just so somebody can have a championship, like you know, they didn't do it when there was a strike. So why? Like I agree. Why take all the fun away from it? The fans, the advertising, all of that, just to play, just to play. It's silly. Just yeah, have I, a champion. I agree too. I think I think everybody's kind of to the point where you know if baseball doesn't happen, we're all we're not going to be that sad. I mean, everybody's kind of looking towards. To looking towards football, unless, to kind of you're a, a Dodgers fan, yeah, because <laughs> I think everybody's looking towards baseball as you know what you guys can't get anything done. Let's let's move on. Football is kind of carrying the torch to to get the, they, they've got a path. They've they've already got something lined up. Like hey, we're we're gonna get things going when we're supposed to get going. Like fans or not, we're gonna have football no matter what. So. Football is doing it right. I mean, UFC is doing well, it right. I feel, like, I feel like football, more people are apt to watch it on TV anyways. Like, yeah. it's hard for me. To, like, especially now, like, they're broadcasting, like, old lightning games and old Rays games on the radio. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to listen to whatever game the Rays are playing at this time last year on the radio. That didn't, You know, like, football, I feel like I don't even stop and watch, like, oh, Packers, Green Bay, uh, Packers and Seahawks in a playoff game. I feel like football, people will watch on TV. It's I don't know, baseball, even NASCAR over the eye and stuff. I don't know. I'm just rambling here thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell me this. If we cancel baseball, do the Houston Astros get a free pass and none of them get beamed in 2021? Hell or do no. they still think about that? No, we, no. everybody yeah. still thinks about that in 2021. Okay, they good. Get, Definitely. They get double beamed for the yes. year they missed. <laughs> and I, the love doc- I love the doc- it. The documentary that's going to come out about it, which is supposed to happen, is going to make things even worse for the Houston Astros. So, no, they get double the punishments in 2021. If, if there's no Double time. the fun for Houston? I bet they're so excited already. Exactly. So, <laughs> All right, Kristen Chip, before we get out of here, any last-minute news and notes? Man, let's – that's right. Good to keep uh, going. I'll be back in Florida this next week for Memorial Day, and we could have a, uh, a great show, a potential opportunity, hopefully we hear more about. So everybody, keep a listen on your dial and on the uh, Sports Caffeine page for something big coming up, yeah, Memorial some, Day. Something big is in the works. We're not going to tell you because it might spoil it. So you got to keep it. Right. I don't even know. So we we told you in the chat, but we'll talk about it after this recording, and we'll we'll tell you offline. So, so for myself, Chip, and Kristen, has been another edition of Sports Caffeine. Member to download uh, FanStream Sports, the app to listen to us streaming, and also FanStreamSports.com. Make sure to listen to us also on Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and make sure to follow us on our social media platforms: Twitter at Sports Caffeine One, and also on Facebook at Sports Caffeine. We will see you guys next time. It has been another edition of Sports Caffeine. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine, available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.